Richard, thanks so much for meeting up with me here in Houston, Texas. Well, Alberto, it's a pleasure finding time or, or just making time to meet up with you in my hometown. Wow. As we say down here in Texas, you're in my nick of the woods, and this is my stomping grounds, man. I love this it. This is the place where you have to be, Houston. When I was born here, it was relatively small, and now it's a monster city, but it's worth visiting. Oh, wow. Well, I can't wait to see Houston. Are you guys ready to discover Houston, Texas? Houston, we have a problem. No, I'm just kidding, but I've always wanted to say that. I'm looking forward to discovering Houston. This city is huge, and there's so much to see. We're going to have a bite to eat in one of Houston's many hip restaurants. And then, the cherry on top? The rodeo! Might as well, since the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo is the biggest in the world. And it's still going strong, even after 80 years. Let's go, partner! Esta estructura es muy común en inglés, aunque suene un poco forzada en español. To look forward to se traduce como esperar con ilusión o tener muchas ganas. Ojo, a to no le sigue el infinitivo, sino el gerundio. Sería to look forward to más ing. Vamos a practicar. Tengo ganas de comer contigo. I'm looking forward to eating with you. Tengo ganas de verte. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Lo espero con muchas ilusiones. I look forward to it. Puede que hip te suene de la palabra hipster, pero es una palabra que se usaba antiguamente para decir en inglés de moda. Hoy en día diríamos in style o simplemente in. Fact or fiction. Houston was founded by Sam Houston, a statesman and general who gained popularity after the Battle of San Jacinto. This is fiction. It sounds like a nice story, but it's just a tall tale. The city was founded by Augustus Chapman Allen and John Kirby Allen, but it was named after Sam Houston. This is history. If morbid curiosity is your thing, and you like undertakers, tombs, graveyards, coffins, caskets, don't worry. The National Museum of Funeral History is right up your alley. It's the largest collection of funeral service artifacts in the U.S. This museum is just north of Houston, and its aim is to inform the public and keep the culture of death care alive. What a mission statement. Quizá te suene The Undertaker del Pressing Catch, que por cierto no se dice Pressing Catch, sino Wrestling. Pues claro, es el director de funerarias, aunque más bien parece ser el padre del hombre de negro. Otra palabra que quizá te suene, pero probablemente pronuncies mal, es Tomb. La culpa es de Tomb Raider, asaltadora de tumbas Lara Croft. Tomb Raider no se pronuncia Tomb Raider, sino Tomb Raider. 
aunque puede que tus amigos españoles se rían de ti por decirlo bien. Right up your alley significa en inglés justo lo que te gusta. Me gusta enseñar el otro lado de la moneda si hay uno. Y en este caso sí que lo hay. No es lo mío en inglés, se dice, it's not my cup of tea. Fun Facts Most Texans will tell you that Houston was the first word spoken by Neil Armstrong when he landed on the moon. However, this is not true. When going through a checklist, of course, he did say Houston when addressing NASA Mission Control located in Houston. He also said this very famous line. We copy it down, Eagle. Houston, uh... One small step for man... One giant leap for mankind. La ciudad Houston se pronuncia Houston. Sin embargo, la calle Houston en Nueva York se pronuncia Houston. Pero no nos adelantemos, que ya nos tocará ir a Nueva York en este viaje. No decimos the NASA en inglés, sino NASA a secas. Otras palabras en las que no empleamos el artículo the delante cuando sí se hace en español son la India, India, la vida, life, la muerte, death, las cosas en general, things. Dig in. The Hubcap Grill was voted Best Burger by the Houston Chronicle. This sounds a bit too cheesy for me, but you cheese buffs would love it. There's a burger called the Cheetos Burger, a beef patty topped with crunchy Cheetos and, to top it all off, a cheesy sauce. But don't worry if you can't stomach that. Houston, with over 10,000 restaurants, takes the cake on the best food scene. Otro pun, juego de palabras. Cheesy significa con o de mucho queso, pero también significa cursi. Lo mejor de las palabras con doble sentido es que dan juego para hacer chistes. A ver si te sale uno. Nosotros pronunciamos chetos con una i larga. Decimos cheetos. Claro, es un juego de palabras por su mascota, Chester. Chester the cheetah likes cheetos. Mucha gente conoce la palabra stomach, que significa estómago, pero pocos la pronuncian bien. Se pronuncia stomach. Aquí figura como verbo, to stomach, y significa soportar o tolerar. Por ejemplo, I can't stomach mayo. No tolero la mayonesa. Mira, otra palabra para un chiste con doble sentido. Local lingo. I need to do a load. I'm running out of clean clothes. I was looking for a laundromat, but all I found was a washateria. But it's exactly the same thing. Weird. I guess they call laundromats washaterias here. Hey, I hate to bug you, but do you have any spare change? Seguramente te suena la palabra bug de A Bug's Life o de Bugs Bunny. 
¿Y te acuerdas de que Bugs Bunny siempre estaba chinchando o molestando a los demás? Pues es lo que significa to bug, chinchar o molestar. Y cuidadito con este false friend. To molest no significa molestar, sino acosar sexualmente. Spare change es calderilla. Y hablando de calderilla, veamos cómo se llaman las monedas de Estados Unidos. Un céntimo. A penny. Cinco céntimos. A nickel. Diez céntimos. A dime. Veinticinco céntimos. A quarter. Cien céntimos. A dollar bill. Famous Houstonians. Matt Stone, one of the creators and voices of South Park, was born in Houston, but he was raised in Littleton, Colorado. Even though you may think South Park is childish, it's actually kind of an institution, like the Rye. Well, not quite the same, but it's true that its creators, Matt and Trey, invented the word derp, which is used to draw attention to an act of stupidity. Derp is now used in the American lexicon. Quite se pronuncia quite. No la confundas con quiet, silencioso, que se pronuncia quiet. La estructura not quite significa no exactamente y se puede usar indistintamente con not exactly. Pero te ahorras dos sílabas usando quite, ya que es más corta. Practiquémoslo. Él no es exactamente alto. He's not quite tall. No es exactamente correcto. It's not quite right. No son exactamente preparados. They aren't quite ready. Y quite a secas significa bastante. Unos ejemplos. Tengo bastante hambre. I'm quite hungry. Estamos bastante perdidos. We're quite lost. Estamos bastante cerca. We're quite close. <coughs> Hello? Hello? Testing? Testing one, two, three. Music to my ears. Beyonce is affectionately called Bay in her hometown of Houston. The Destiny's Child song, Bootylicious, which adequately describes her and her hot bod and curves, gave way to the media dubbing her Bootylicious. It became such a popular adjective used to describe Beyoncé that it was added to the Oxford English Dictionary. What page are you on, Beyoncé? We want to look you up. It seems that Matt Stone isn't the only Houstonian to add words to the dictionary. Pronuncias Beyoncé casi bien. Lo único es que la entonación no va al final, sino en la segunda vocal. Decimos Beyoncé. ¿A qué cuesta pronunciar algunos nombres como Matthew McConaughey? No te preocupes. Hay muchos guiris que no saben pronunciarlo bien tampoco. Se dice Matthew McConaughey. La palabra to dub significa doblar, como en las pelis. Pero en este caso significa apodar, nombrar. Quizá os suene de la letra de The Unforgiven de Metallica. Never free, never me, so I dub the unforgiven. Ya sé lo que estás pensando. ¿Y este the que nos has colado? What the fuck? The viene de inglés antiguo, de Shakespeare, y significa you. Did thee learn thy lesson? Buscar algo en un sitio físico es to look for. 
Sin embargo, para buscar en Internet o en un diccionario, usamos to look up. Veamos algunos ejemplos. Estoy buscando mis llaves. I'm looking for my keys. Estoy buscando un traje. I'm looking for a suit. Déjame buscarlo en la base de datos. Let me look it up in the database. Tengo que buscarlo en el diccionario. I have to look it up in the dictionary. What the f facts? There's a burping bubble in Houston. That's right. You heard correctly. It's underneath the Preston Street Bridge. You can make it burp with a nondescript red button in a tower on the bridge. You know you want to press it. To burp es eructar. La palabra se parece mucho al sonido que hacemos cuando eructamos. A ver si reconoces estas otras onomatopeyas. Pop. Reventar, explotar. Moo. Mugir. Crack. Grietar. Boo. Abuchear. Hum. Tararear. Zip. Cerrar con cremallera. Gulp. Engullir, tragar. Tell me the movie. And action. Houston has many different industries, technology, education, medicine, and research. But one of its most well-known industries is the NASA Command Center. There's a reason that the city's nickname is the Space City. One of the most famous movie quotes ever from Apollo 13 is actually a misquote. What the astronauts really said on Apollo 13 was, Houston, we've had a problem. However, the one in the movie and the one that most people use is, Houston, we have a problem. This was because the director, Ron Howard, felt that the present perfect, we've had, implies the problem was resolved. So he decided to change it to the simple present, saying, we have. I guess people in Hollywood have poetic license to rewrite history to their liking. Investigar se dice to do research. No decimos to make research, pero lo más fácil es usar el verbo, to research, investigar. Por ejemplo, I researched it for the exam. Lo investigué para el examen. Hablando de investigación, I más D se dice R&D, acrónimo para Research and Development. A ver si te sabes estas otras siglas corporativas. HR, Human Resources, Recursos Humanos. IT, Information Technology, IT, Informática. PR, Public Relations, Relaciones Públicas. CFO, Chief Financial Officer, Director Financiero. CEO, Chief Executive Officer, Director Ejecutivo. Ojo, CEO no se pronuncia CEO, sino CEO. Houston's biggest claim to fame is the now-defunct Astrodome, the world's first multi-purpose domed sports stadium. It also became the first major sports venue to feature artificial turf, also known as AstroTurf. In its heyday, it was light years ahead of its time. 
Speaking of light years, except for their football team, the Texans, the names of Houston sports teams are all space-related words. The Astros, the Arrows, the Comets. Turf significa terreno o reino. Y si estás jugando en casa, you are on home turf. Heyday significa apogeo. Siempre me ha gustado esta palabra, quizá porque rima. Y ya que estamos con hey, ¿eres de los que pones amen, escrito E-Y-M-E-N, cuando escribes un WhatsApp? Primero, men es plural. Yo soy man, con A. Y A en inglés se pronuncia y se escribe con H. Lo correcto es, hey man, don't make me repeat it. No me hagas repetirlo. In good company. Oil is the king in Houston, and many oil companies have their headquarters here because of the access to the Gulf of Mexico. However, FlightAware, a popular tracking app and website, was founded in Houston in 2005. CEO Daniel Baker created a free flight tracking service because he wanted to provide a way for his family to be able to track his many flights around the country. Necessity is the mother of invention. FlightAware earned over $1 million in revenue in its first 18 months. You could say that his idea really took off. ¿Te suena la palabra tracking de FedEx o UPS o de un vuelo? ¡Claro que sí! Es el número que usan para rastrear la mercancía o el vuelo. Por ejemplo... Quiero rastrear un paquete. I want to track a package. ¿Me podría facilitar el número de rastreo? Could you give me the tracking number? Él está rastreando el vuelo en la aplicación. He's tracking the flight on the app. Aquí va otro juego de palabras corny. Malo, de los míos. To take off significa despegar y tener éxito. Da igual si no te hace gracia. Lo que quiero es que te quedes con ambos significados. Okay, Alberto, it's rodeo time. Are you ready to grab the bull by the horns and see a real rodeo, the authentic, genuine Texas-style rodeo? I've been dying to see a rodeo my whole life, and what better person to see a, a rodeo with than you, Richard? Well, don't forget <laughs> that we say rodeo down here in these parts. We don't say rodeo like in, in Hollywood, Hollywood. <laughs> with rodeo drive. They don't know how to say the word right. We say rodeo the way you're supposed to say it. All so, right. are you ready for the big event? I am ready. Let's go inside. At the rodeo. Subirse al caballo. To saddle up. Siéntate en el caballo que vamos a montar a caballo. Saddle up. We're going horseback riding. Volver a hacer algo. To be back in the saddle. Él estuvo enfermo durante un tiempo, pero ya está de vuelta. He was sick for a while, but he's back in the saddle. Coger el toro por los cuernos. To grab the bull by the horns. Si quieres aprender inglés de verdad, Tienes que coger el toro por los cuernos. If you want to really learn English, you have to grab the bull by the horns. Y una mierda. Bullcrap. Bullshit. Una mierda. No me lo creo. B.S. I don't buy it. Manada. Heard. Oído. Heard. Oí una manada de búfalos. I heard a herd of buffaloes. Rodeo se pronuncia rodeo. Sin embargo, la calle de tiendas más famosa de Beverly Hills, Rodeo Drive, se pronuncia 
rodeo. Fíjate que heard, manada, y heard, oído, se pronuncian igual. Decimos heard. Well, there it is, Alberto. Houston, the real thing. What do you think? Have you enjoyed your visit to oh, Houston? Oh, man. I mean, I've got a lot more places to visit on my trip, but I could sp see myself spending another couple days here in Houston, Texas. What a great city. You know, I've heard you from time to time yip it, yip it up like with a, a Texas whippy whippy up. Can you say <laughs> you can do it better than I can. You need to st come down here and stick around for a while. I will. I'll be back. Thank you so much, Richard. It's a pleasure. Bye-bye. 